Hey guys, welcome to the weekly podcast of Encounter Church, Sedalia, Missouri. It's our prayer that this message is a blessing and an encouragement to your life. If you want more information about Encounter Church, please go to our website, encounterchurch.ag. Thanks again. Enjoy the message. Thank you all so much for being with us today. This is our annual celebration service. We're going to In just a few moments, look at what God has done in the year 2020. But very quickly, I'm going to say thank you for being here. Uh, Those that are watching online, we are so appreciative for you. I understand that there are many that still aren't able to come out, but we are so glad that you've chosen to watch with us today. Or maybe you're just in your quarantine time and not able to be here. We're delighted that you're with us online. Look forward to seeing you in person. How many of you love our online folks? Yeah. Yeah. Amen, amen, amen. Well, I'm excited about this morning. I I can't wait to share with you what God has done. It's a little different message than typical, um, but I'm trying to give you a little bit of a highlight of the year 2020. It's an annual celebration service, time we look back at the amazing things that that God did throughout the year. Yet maybe you're here today and you say, well, Pastor, Really, there's nothing to celebrate about the year 2020 except for the fact that it's over. I hear you. I hear you. But I would challenge you to hold on just for a moment because I believe that if we are following God's plan, there's always something to celebrate. Let me say that again. If you're following God's plan, if I'm following God's plan, if you're following God's plan, if corporately we're following God's plan, there's always going to be something we can celebrate. Yeah, this has been an incredibly challenging, interesting, creative journey for the last 365 days. It seems like about seven years in one, right? As we were recapping and kind of looking at pictures and looking at what happened in the year 2020, I thought, that was just this year? Anybody else like that? Anybody else have a moment like that? You're like, really, that happened this year? That seemed like three years ago. This has been an incredible time. But if we're following God, again, there's always something we can celebrate. Through it all, we've watched God do some absolutely amazing things through this body of believers. And that's what I want to look at today. I want to look at this process that we've had of moving forward in the presence of God. Yet I would be misleading you if I stated that it's been an easy year. 2020 has been a year like none other. There have been many challenges. There have been many choices, many decisions that's had to be made that haven't necessarily been the most popular. Can I be honest with you? And there's some things that we've had to choose to do that some people didn't like. But what do we do? We seek after God, we let God lead, and we do the best that we can with it, right? That's what 2020 has really been about. These challenges of stepping forward and doing what God has prepared. In fact, I believe that God prepared us for 2020 before we ever knew that we needed preparation. But that's how my God works. 
He shows up just in time. He shows up right in that moment to prepare us. Why? Because the Bible says that, that he goes before us. He doesn't abandon us. He doesn't forsake us. But he goes before us and paves the way in front of us, knowing full well what we're going to experience before we ever have a clue of what it's going to be. Now, many of you are aware of our word for 2020. And by the way, I challenge you to be here next Sunday for our vision casting service. We're going to talk about what is the word for 2021. What does that look like? And, and how are we going to accomplish that task that God has laid before us? But many of you know the word that God gave us for the year 2020. But maybe you're new this morning. I want you to understand that God did prepare us before the chaos ever stepped in. On January the 12th, 2020, I stood before you right up here and I shared with you the word hope. That's the word that I felt that God was giving us for this year. Now, many other churches around us, they were stepping on the, the uh, obvious choice, vision 2020. That made sense. So we thought refocus in the new year, 2020. It's going to be awesome. But in the fall of 2019, God began to speak to my heart and he said, this is going to be a year of hope. But can I be honest with you? As I began to share that theme, as I began to lay it out, even with the staff, you weren't here yet, so you didn't have a choice. But as I began to share it with the staff at our annual staff retreat, and I always take a moment in that retreat and I share with them what's going to happen in the upcoming year. I share with them, 2020, are you ready for the word? And they were all excited. I said, it's going to be the year of hope. And they went, really? Hope? Where did you pull that one from, Pastor? I had a lot of skeptics. But I had to trust God. I had to believe that what God spoke to my heart was the word that we needed. Little did I know that just a few months later, just two months later, we would be moving to online church. Wow, what a journey that was. We tried to be creative in this room, but here we were, myself and about nine other people, limited worship team, tech team, in fact, my wife couldn't even come in the worship center because that would have taken us over 10. It's crazy. But we began to hold on to that hope. I want to read our text to you this morning. Hebrews chapter 10, verse 23, and it says this. Let us hold tightly. Would you say that with me? Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. For God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us hold tightly. Let us hold on without wavering to all the goodness of God. Why? Because he can be trusted. If he said he'll do it, God will do it. Even in the midst of chaos of a nation, it seemed like every single month there was a new terror striking our nation, hornets that we'd never seen before sweeping across America, a pandemic, chaos of an election, one thing after another. Yet, truth be told, the hope 
of Jesus Christ never let us down. Our hope was always there. Now, before I jump too far into the message this morning, I want to watch about a three-minute recap video of where we were and where we've been in 2020. Take a look. I'm going to explain a lot of those pictures throughout the message this morning. So kind of keep those in the back of your mind. We'll come back to them. Let's look at our text this morning. It's found in Hebrews chapter 10. And in my Bible, that section of the scripture is titled, A Call to Perseverance. 
And as I began to prepare this message just a couple of weeks ago, as I was working through it, I, I saw that title. And I thought, wow, that sums up 2020. A call for perseverance. At any moment, at any time, we could have all just said, you know what, enough's enough. I don't want to do this anymore. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of the pandemic. Anybody else? Come on now. I'm tired of all the chaos around us. I'm mean, going to sound like an old guy. Let's go back to the good old days. <laughs> I sound like my dad right there. But take a look at the, our text in full context. Hebrews chapter 10, verses, beginning at verse 19. And so, dear brothers and sisters, we can boldly enter heaven's most holy place because of the blood of Jesus. By his death, Jesus opened a new and life-giving way through the curtain into the most holy place. And since we have a great high priest who rules over God's house, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. For our guilty conscience has been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean, and our bodies have been washed with pure water. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm, for God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect meeting together, as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. What I want to do this morning as we take this time to celebrate, I also want to break apart this section of Scripture. I want to look at four instructions as we celebrate 2020. Four things that we need to do if we're truly going to celebrate and become what God has us to be. Number one is this. Keep pressing in to God's presence. Keep pressing in to God's presence. Never can we as a church say, we've arrived. Never can we say, we've made it. This is what we're here for. We're done. Hang up the flag. All is good. But I believe that we're called to continue to move forward. Here in verse 22, it says, let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully Trusting him. Yes, 2020 has been extremely challenging, not only for our church, but for many churches. With a pandemic all around us, how do we go about pressing in to God's presence as a body of believers? Again, on March the 22nd, everything changed. Our world was turned upside down. This idea of what do we do became a reality. The doors of churches all around the area seemed to close and we were directed to go online. For the next 10 weeks, myself and nine or 10 others joined together to film our online service. Wow, what a time that was. In fact, just this morning, I got a text 
Right now, there's a guy watching the service that is wondering if he has COVID. He's waiting for his test results, so he's not here this morning. And he just said, hey, he texted me during the worship time, and he said, hey, I'm watching online, but it's just not the same. I understand where you're coming from. We were in the same boat. Worship team leading worship to an empty room. I was preaching to a red dot in the back of the room. That was fun. We tried to get creative. You saw a little bit of this in the video. For a while, we, we found pictures. We creeped on your Facebook page. And we tried to find every single person that calls Encounter Church home. And we printed your picture off. And your pictures were on every seat in the room. That way, when we were up here, we could see you. Copyright infringement. It's Facebook. Anything goes. Well, for a while, we got even more creative. I walked in here one Sunday morning, and, and some of the staff decided to be a little fun, and we found puppets in the building, and there were puppets all around the room. The problem was one sitting right back here where Wilma is was sleeping the entire service. <laughs> we tried to get really creative with all of this, puppets and pictures, but we truly missed seeing your smiling faces every single week. We tried to compensate for the lack of in-person service with Zoom meetings. I don't know about you, but I'm done with Zoom. I was ready for May the 31st when we could once again return together. It was a slow restart. We started out, we were told we had to um, socially distance the chairs, so we had 103 seats here in the worship center. We took out 147 chairs. Stacked them in the back of the nursery because we weren't using nursery at first. So 103 chairs in here, knowing full well that we would fill that up pretty quick, we started having RSVP for church. I never imagined we'd RSVP for church. We had a host in the back of the room that when you came in, he would find your name and say, you're in row seven, you're in row five. That was weird. That was strange. But soon we were told we could add more chairs, so we added more seats. But through it all, we've seen a great return of our people. Why? Because I believe we're hungry for community. I believe we're hungry for more of God. Those two things working together. We want to be together. I mean, every time we would have an event, people would show up. Talking to several of my pastor friends, many of them are struggling to have a return of any sort to their churches. In fact, just a couple of weeks ago, I was sitting at a table with some of my pastor friends, and we were talking about how are things going at your church, you know, in the midst of all of this chaos around us. And one of them said, well, we finally reached 40% of our norm on a regular Sunday morning. Another said, oh, we've actually reached 50%. I paused for a moment. I was really excited on the inside. We're averaging between 80 and 90% of our norm on a Sunday. That's pretty incredible. That's not counting those that are watching online. And we have several that have not been able to return yet because of a compromised immune system or, or whatnot. They haven't been able to be with us. But they're watching us every single Sunday morning. In fact, I just talked to a lady a couple of days ago. She messaged in and wanted prayer, and maybe she's watching this morning. If so, uh, Miranda, good to talk to you. Good to have you with us this morning. But she lives in Illinois. I asked her, I said, hey, so do you live 
I, I was trying to get more information before I prayed with her. I said, do you live in Sedalia, the surrounding area? What? She said, no, actually, I, I live in Illinois, and I watch your service every single week. Isn't that cool? We're reaching people all around. I got some friends in, in Florida that watch our service on a regular basis all the time, people gathering together. But why are we talking about numbers? Well, numbers are important because numbers equate souls. In fact, numbers are so important that there's a book in the Bible called Numbers. I want to look at our attendance very quickly. In 2020, our average attendance, this was kind of hard to do. We had to really kind of look through this, and we didn't want to cause the numbers to be changed or influenced in any direction, so we really kind of looked at that carefully. We averaged 257 people on a regular Sunday morning in person. Fourth quarter, we averaged 266 people on a regular basis on Sunday morning. Online church, fourth quarter on Facebook and YouTube, we averaged 446 people watch our service every single week. Isn't that incredible? Absolutely incredible. In fact, during the peak time of COVID, we averaged 2,022 people that were watching our service every single week online. It spiked at one point to over 2,900 people that were tuning in to Sedalia Encounter Church. Isn't that cool? Just reaching people, just being the church, just reaching outside of these walls to make an impact for the kingdom of God. It takes 104 people every week to make happen what happens here at Encounter Church. I want to say thank you to every one of our serve team members. That's our, that's our volunteer base. That's what we call them, our serve team. I want to say thank you to every one of you that, that give of your time. Maybe it's greeting at the door. Maybe it's serving coffee. How many of you appreciate the coffee bar? <laughs> Maybe it's running sound or we just started a, a new room upstairs where they're mixing the sound for the online um, people that are watching online so they get a, a better quality sound. we got some guys that are in a, what, a two-by-four closet right now that are mixing the sound. Man, I appreciate them so much. Maybe it's teaching a class or rocking a baby or working on the worship team or an usher on a Sunday morning. Whatever you happen to be doing, thank you so much. Thank you for being the church. Thank you for doing what God has called you to do. Our guests follow up. What we try to follow up on our guests when they come in. Now, pre-COVID, here's what we would do. Monday morning, we would get the name. They'd fill out a guest card on Sunday. Monday morning, we get the card. We put them in the system. That card would then be assigned to one of the staff members. The staff member would call them Monday night, Tuesday night, Wednesday, until we reached them. We didn't call them every time and talk to them, but call them until we reached them on Wednesday. They'd also get a personal card from us, and then we'd also do a home visit. Now, we haven't started back all of that yet because of COVID, but we try to do as much as we can to reach out to our guests. Uh, we try to really be careful also with this so we didn't skew any numbers, but we found that we had 81 family units that checked out Encounter Church in the year 2020. 63% of these have returned on a regular basis. Now, maybe you say, well, Pastor, why, why didn't 47 not return? Well, national average return rate of a person coming to church is 10 to 17%. That's national average. 
and we had 63%. That's pretty incredible. And again, we're real careful with this number. I truly believe, and Andy and I were talking about this just a week and a half ago, I really believe that that number is probably closer to 70 or 75% of return rate of our guests. That's absolutely awesome. But we've continued to press forward in our worship as we gather together, doing all that we can to press into the presence of God with great confidence and complete trust, knowing full well that he always holds the answer to no matter what we face in life. Our second instruction is this, hold tightly to God's hope. Hold tightly to God's hope. Take a look at our text again this morning, verse 23. Let us hold tightly without wavering. Now that word without is very important. We could just say hold tightly to the hope we affirm. We could say that. But that gives us a loophole, right? That gives us a loophole to say, well, there's times that we go through difficulties, there's times that we go through struggles that we can loosen that grip just a little bit. We don't have to, no, no, no. But the Bible here says, hold tightly without wavering. That means no matter what you come up against, no matter how big the obstacle is, no matter how difficult the situation is, don't let go of that grip. Why? Because we have a hope in Jesus Christ. He is our foundation. He is our building block. He is the cornerstone of all that we do as a church. Just because the world around us is in chaos, does not mean that the church has to stop pressing on. In fact, more than any other time, now is the time for the church to hold tightly to the hope that is found in God. Now is the time for we, the people of Jesus Christ, we, the followers of the Lord, we, the disciples of Jesus, now is our time to hold tightly without wavering to the hope that we have in him. I've said it many times throughout this year. Our hope is built on nothing less than Jesus' blood and righteousness. He is the hope. He is the only thing, listen carefully, he is the only thing that will sustain us. Your stimulus check, it won't sustain you. Vaccine, it won't sustain you. A cure, it won't sustain you. There's always going to be something else around the corner that tries to distract us and detour us from the things of God. So what do we do? We hold tightly without wavering to the only thing that will not change. The Bible says he's the same yesterday, today, and forever. Jesus didn't change when COVID came on the scene. Jesus didn't change when chaos set around us. Jesus didn't change when the election went crazy. Why? Because he never changes. So what do we do? We hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. For God can be trusted to keep his promise. Let me show you some amazing things that God has done. In the year 2020, spiritually speaking, we had 14 people that were baptized in water. 
Isn't that awesome? 14 people baptized in water. 31 people made a first-time commitment to a relationship with Jesus Christ. Rededications, we had 15. In fact, we had to change that this morning because at our Christmas Eve, Eve, or someone says a Christmas Adam um, service, some of you will get that later because Adam came before Eve. Okay. At that service, a Wednesday night, we weren't planning on having an altar call. It was just going to be some Christmas songs, a nativity scene, some, some videos, and some worship time together. And then we were going to dismiss and give cookies and cocoa as you left. But I felt a prompting by the Holy Spirit that we needed to give an opportunity for somebody to come to know Jesus Christ. A young man came from this back area walked down to the front and tears in his eyes and he reached out and he gave me a big hug. He said, I need to give my life to Jesus Christ. We had 46 people this year that made a commitment to Jesus. You see, we can't allow the chaos on the outside to distract us from the moving of the spirits on the inside. Some of you need to write that down because you're allowing the chaos on the outside to detour you. You're allowing it to take you off course. But we cannot allow what's happening out there to distract us from what God wants to do in here. In fact, just the opposite. We must press forward. Press harder than ever before toward the things of God. Why? Because the enemy, our enemy, is not giving up. He's not letting up. Therefore, we, the people of God, must hold tightly to the hope without wavering that is found in God and in God alone. Let me be honest with you. There are going to be times when roadblocks around us force us to do things different than we've done them in the past. Have you noticed that yet? There are going to be things, and I don't believe that time is over. I believe it's still among us, and we're going to continue to face those moments when obstacles and roadblocks cause us to have to change what we're doing. But if I'm really honest with you today, that's not always a bad thing. If 2020 has done anything for the corporate church, the Church of America... It's forced us to step out of routine and focus in on God. So let me look at our third instruction. Be creative with your witness. Be creative with your witness. Verse 24 says this. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of what? Love and good works. Let us Think of ways. In other words, let's get a little creative in this moment. Let's really process, is there some way, somehow, that we can do this a little different than we've done in the past as a church or even personally? God, is there something I can do at the workplace? God, is there something that I can do in my neighborhood? Lord, is there something I can do when I go to get gas at the gas station or get that cup of coffee at Ozark? 
Is there something that I can do differently when I go to Walmart? Like avoid it? Sorry, that was the flesh. <laughs> Look for ways. Dream of ways. Listen carefully to God for ways. Lord, is there something I can do that I haven't done before? This is where we found ourselves in the spring of 2020. I remember the day we were sitting as a staff at lunch at a round table in the lobby. And an offer came before us to do food distribution on a weekly basis. Let's be honest, that wasn't on our radar. We had not even thought of doing food distribution. It wasn't on our dream for 2020. It's not what we thought we were headed toward. It wasn't on the radar. But how many of you would agree with me today that there are times, there are moments that God places opportunities in our lap. And when those opportunities are presented to us, we have a choice. Will we accept the challenge or not? That's where we were as a staff. We, we sat around that lunch table and we contemplated. We made a couple phone calls to people and we processed, what does this look like? What do we need to do in order to do this? And we decided that this was a God thing. Because there were people all around us that were losing their jobs because of, of closures or because of quarantines or because of this or that. People were, had a loss of income. People in our community needed food. So if we could truly be the church, and by the way, God also prepped us for that. Do you remember fall of 2020, or 2019? We spent eight weeks in a series called Be the Church. What does it mean to be the church? And, and here we are, early in the spring of 2020, we had the opportunity, God laid in our laps, to be the church. Look what we did with the help of God. For 28 weeks this year, we did food distribution. 28 weeks. And many of you came out week in and week out, and you helped us sort food, you helped us move the boxes, you helped us put it in people's cars and just show the love of Jesus Christ. And here's the cool thing about the food distribution. I can't tell you how many times we had the opportunity to pray with people. People come through and they say, hey, I'm heading to the doctor today, or I just got back from the doctor, and this, all this small talk begins to go on, and we had an opportunity to share Jesus with them. That happened on a regular basis. Or maybe it was the time that that, that mom was in the car, and she had the kiddos in the back seat, and, and tears are streaming down her face, and she'd look at us, and she'd go, without you all, we wouldn't have had food this week. Thank you so much. 28 weeks we had the opportunity to do food distribution. We passed out 81,200 breakfast meals this year. Okay, maybe you weren't as just overwhelmed by that as I was. 
81,200 lunch meals, 16,100 dinner meals, 16,100 snacks. Almost 200,000 meals and snacks were passed out right here in our parking lot in the year 2020. That's crazy. 200 pounds of beef was given, and we were able to disperse that as well. Miscellaneous food items, 147,600 eggs. Can I just tell you, that was crazy. They would come in in a plastic crate, and we'd have to move them to a cardboard carton. So we thought, do we do this? That's a lot for 147,600 eggs. So we learned the skill of putting cardboard on top and flipping real fast. And we were ready to serve. I'd be lying if I didn't say we lost a few eggs. So maybe that should be 147,365. I don't know. Somewhere around there. We were also able to give out 13,900 gallons of milk. Let me put this in perspective. I, I looked up, I Googled, what is the average swimming pool size? The average swimming pool size is 21 feet by 4 feet deep, approximately 13,500 gallons of water. We gave out a swimming pool full of milk in 2020. We had five Convoy of Hope trucks. Convoy of Hope is a ministry that we support. Um, they work worldwide when hurricanes, tsunamis, tornadoes, you name it, come into an area. They are the first ones on the ground. They're there to bring relief. We partnered with them. We gave out 40,000 40, pounds of potatoes this year. One day it was pretty interesting. My son Chandler helped me. You saw the picture. We filled his Mini Cooper full of potatoes, like two bags fit in there. I'm just kidding. 47,000 pounds of potatoes, 22,000 pounds of produce. We did that twice. 22,000 pounds of produce and dairy. We gave a semi-load of miscellaneous items, and I want to give a shout-out to Center of Human Service, CHS, right across the highway here. They allowed us to use their warehouse when needed uh, this summer, this year, just so we can take trucks in and out. We partnered with many area churches and ministries all around not only Pettis County, but around the region, just reaching people for the kingdom of God. We had our Christmas blessing this year. 19 families in our church were blessed. 32 children in our community were blessed. So I want to say thank you to you. Thank you for your assistance. Thank you for those that helped us week in and week out with the food distribution. Thanks for those of you that, that got gifts and brought them in for the children, the foster kids in our area. Thank you for those that led life groups. That was an interesting time. We had to do life group via Zoom for a while. But thank you to those of you that opened your home just so we can continue to build community. By the way, life groups are going to start again here in Sedalia, but also in Warrensburg um, very, very soon. So we'll be watching the announcements for that, and we'll give you more details um, as that opens up. Instruction number four, no matter what, stay connected. No matter what, stay connected. Number one, keep pressing into God's promise or God's presence. Number two, hold tightly 
to God's hope. Number three, be creative with your witness. And number four, no matter what, stay connected. Our text for this particular instruction, verse 25, and let us not neglect our meeting together as some people do, but encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. Now, this particular instruction um, had a tendency of being very difficult, extremely difficult in the year 2020. So many variables being thrown our direction. The level of connectivity was different for many people. For some, you, you've yet to be able to return. Um, you're still at your house. Um, your immune system doesn't allow you. A physical condition doesn't allow you to come out. So this is your connectivity right now. For all, those of you in the house today, those of you that are here today, you've been able to connect a little bit more. You're working hard to remain connected. Some of you have taken that a little further than others, working diligently to remain connected with one another. I feel that as a church, we've done the absolute best we could to keep us connected as possible in the year 2020. Even amidst a disconnected society, we continued to press forward in our call to multi-site. I remember midway through the year, I had somebody walk up and they said, Pastor, are we still, even amongst the pandemic, are we still going to multi-site? Are we going to put that on hold? My response was, God didn't change. God's calling didn't change. What God's instructed us to do hasn't changed. God knew that we'd be facing this before we were facing it. He wouldn't have called us to multi-site if it wasn't a, a possibility of what he wanted us to do. I said, absolutely, we're continuing on that. Our goal was to multi-site in the fall of 2021. We began to do some research and Lo and behold, things transpired, and, and here we are. We have now joined together um, with life, uh, Family Life Assembly of God in Warrensburg. They have become Encounter Church Warrensburg. In fact, we have some of them with us this morning, this service, and others are coming in second service as well. I want to introduce to you our pastors for that campus. He's not here yet because he's driving the van over. This is pastors Matthew and Ashley Morgan. And there's their kiddos. That's a, that's a recent picture. Just took that this week, I believe. But we are excited that they are going to be our campus pastors. They have a passion for that area. They have a passion for the church. They have a passion to see the kingdom of God furthered for his kingdom. Amen? Amen. We're going to be talking more next week about this campus, about this launch and, and what that looks like. I encourage you, be praying for Warrensburg. Be praying for the surrounding area as we continue to reach beyond ourselves. Our membership also grew in 2020. We added 22 members from this site, plus because uh, Warrensburg is now with us. 27 of them have become members as well. And we're going to do this very, very quick because I am over time already. And Andy's looking at me and giving me the evil eye. If you're here this morning, if you're a, a new member, I'm going to call your name. I want you to go ahead and come up very quickly. Jeff Weagle, if you're here, come on up, Jeff. Maggie Weagle, Angie Stewart, Mackenzie Land. Andy Mollock, Ashley Harris, Daniel Harris, Dustin Cleek, 
Amanda Cleek, John and Sarah Klein, they're not able to be here this morning, Daryl Harris, Vanessa Harris, Michaela LaRue, Blake LaRue, Cheryl and Mike Layton, Josh and Brittany Savage, Dennis Zimmerman, and if any that are from the Warrensburg campus, if you want to come up as well, I would love to have you up here also. And then Luke, if you can hand me that microphone, let's see if I can get, here Maggie, do me a favor, find the person, give them that. And those of you that are from Warrensburg, I will get you membership cards. I just ran out of time writing them up, so I apologize. Come on over this way, guys. For the sake of time, I'm not going to go one by one and, and interview you and ask you how long you've been here and all of that. I just want everyone to see your beautiful faces. Come on, scoot over a little more. They're, they're still coming here. Come on over. Come on over. There we go. There we go. Thanks. Are oh, you still passing them out? All right. We don't have Warrensburgs yet. I've got, I've got to get those to them. I ran out of handwriting time. These are our parts of our new members. Others may be in the second service, but can you give them all a round of applause? Isn't that awesome? Thank you, guys. Thank you for being a part of this church. Many of you have already begun to plug in. You've already begun to, to be a part and, and serve in ministry. We got several of our Warrensburg folks representing Warrensburg this morning. So happy to have you with us. We are excited about what God is going to do in Warrensburg. I believe it's going to be absolutely incredible. Thank you guys for helping to lead the charge. Uh, they've got a cool ministry, uh, special friends, right? Special Friends Ministry that, that works with um, just mentally handicapped? Developmentally delayed individuals. Uh, isn't that incredible? Um, the goal is we're going to duplicate that at this campus because that's a, such a cool idea at that campus. All right? Amen. Amen. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Anybody just dying to say something, I can give you an opportunity if you want. This is Don Miller. Don Miller gives us a hallelujah this morning. Amen. Well, thank you guys. Thanks so much for, for coming up and being with us this morning. I'm excited about what God has done in the year 2020. It's not the year that we planned. Is it the year we would choose if we had the opportunity to? No. But no doubt God has been faithful. God has shown up time and time again to remind us that he is still in control, that we must hold tightly without wavering to the things of God. Now, we're going to celebrate this morning. We're going to end this service a little bit differently than we normally do. We're going to end with a, a big time of celebration. What do I mean by that? Well, in the Bible... When people were celebrating, there was excitement. In fact, there was a time that, that, that David, what did he do? The Bible said he stripped down to the ephod. I don't have time to preach that message. But he was willing to look foolish for the things of God. He got a little crazy for the things of God. So we're going to take a moment this morning 
someone asked me on the worship team, they ask us, are we gonna do this every week? No, this is the once time. There's gonna be stuff blowing all over this room. I'm just gonna give you a little warning. Why? Because we're gonna celebrate. Those of you that are having baby reveals, you're celebrating those, right? You're getting crazy. You go to a ball game and your team wins, you celebrate, you get a little crazy. Can I just tell you, I've read the end of the book and we win. So we might as well begin to celebrate. Are you ready? Would you stand with me this morning?